GamesBeat Decides is supported in part by Intel and the Intel Game Dev Program. Check it out at software.intel.com slash gamedev. It's the internet, you're busy, let's do this. Welcome to the GameSpeed Decides Podcast, your home for intelligent discussion about the week's news of video games. Right, Mike? Very smart boys. Oh, yeah, we smarties. I'm, smarties for sure. I'm your host, Jeffrey Grubb. With me is... Mike Minotti, I got my smarty juice. <laughs> you got the smarty juice there in the evening on the East Coast. Uh, I think that's going to make for a really good podcast. It's the kind of shit I like. Uh, in today's episode, we're going to be talking about the news. We're going to talk about some games. Uh, and then we're going to talk a little bit about trailers and marketing and how people decide to sell us video games um, in different ways, mostly based on the reaction to the Last of Us 2 trailer and you know just the, the trailer itself. First, though, I want to thank everyone for joining us. Uh, you can get more from me and Mike at GamesBeat.com. If you have something to share with us, email the podcast at Games plus podcast at VentureBeat.com. If you're watching on Facebook or YouTube or Twitch, you can subscribe to the audio version of this show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and anywhere where pods are caught. Finally, if you like the show, rate us on Apple Podcasts. It helps people find the show. I, I, I still don't know if you can rate on Google Play. That's something I have used that before, and I still don't know. Um, all right, Mike. You don't know much, Jeff. Yeah, well, we, I don't. I know shit. Like, uh, for example, what have you been up to? You weren't on the show last week. We kicked you off because you were playing Mario, and we were all jealous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what you get. Yeah, um, basically I was playing Mario and the embargo just wasn't up yet and that's all I was doing, so there wasn't a whole lot of a reason for me to be on the show, so I kind of took that day off. And then we uh we did we did do me. we did do the bonus episode, so if anyone was like uh super interested in uh an in depth like thought process and why Mike gave it a one hundred out of one hundred, uh you can go yes, back and go back and listen to that episode. But we are gonna talk a little bit more about Mario because I've been playing it. Because you've been playing it now. And I'm sure you've been playing a little bit more. Uh so I've been playing a lot more still, really. So maybe we maybe we could just start there. Um I'm okay with that. Sure. Um <clears throat> so I, I beat it. I got to the credits. Uh I thought it was well, I still think it is it's incredible. It's excellent. It is it's as good as you it's, said it's it was. Fantastic. Uh, it never stopped being enthralling and entertaining. Uh, it never stopped surprising me. Um, I, I, if I were to like have any complaints, really the only things would just be like maybe the camera would be hard for people who are coming to 3D platformers for the first time, which maybe they really? are. You maybe. I, it, it's, I thought the camera was actually really good. Like it did a good job of giving you control while also kind of guiding itself towards like. I, sort of helpful position. I think there's times when it guides itself uh, and it's not doing a good job occasionally. Really? But well, if you're not also, yeah, you're uh, also stupid. Yeah. Well, I, it didn't ever bothered me personally, although I am stupid. I'll give you that much. So clearly it's working for some of us. Uh, I, I would just like, I, w I would watch Steph play a little bit and she doesn't usually do the, the dual stick, uh, you know, controlling with one stick sure. camera with the other uh, in a lot of games. That's one of the reasons. I'm just saying she's just not used to, you know, playing. Right, totally. She's not. But I think it's uh, the camera hasn't done a lot to um, make it super easier for. Like, I mean, is there much more a camera can do? Well, I mean, I guess at this point, the, the big thing was just what Galaxy did. Galaxy 
remove the need for a well, camera by always kind of having these really small planetoids that you're running on. And it was solved it I by so. eliminating, eliminating the need for it. So does 3D World, I guess, did the same thing, right? right? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of just when you sort of raise up complexity, this is the stuff that kind of happens. Right. And so at the same time, it's not even really a complaint because it never really bothered me. And uh, I don't want them to not make these games because of the camera. Like, uh, clearly, I, I want them to make more stuff like this. We waited a long time between Sunshine and this, even longer, an even longer time if you didn't like Sunshine, um, to have these op- this open world 3D game where you do have to control the camera. So, you didn't like Sunshine. I, some people didn't. I don't know. I like it. Uh, I like whatever. it. Um, it's, it, but so yeah, so they made it, and I kind of can't believe that they really did just go all the way with this one. You were saying something like, uh, Oh, the controls are even like there's more you could do with the controls than you even uh, ever could. Right, it's even more complicated. Right, it's 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 like it's deeper. Um, like it's like you could still do all the st- the stuff as simply as ever, but then it like goes like another level further down. Uh, for example, like there was always the long jump in Mario sixty four, uh, and then you could like maybe add a dive to that, uh, maybe in Mario sixty four, but in some other stuff. But now you can do the long jump, throw your hat, dive out onto your hat. And then dive like another time because like you bounce off the hat and then dive. So it's like this really super extra long jump. uh, And it feels like really technical. It feels like you have to have the technical skills to pull that off uh, and understand how it works. But once you get the hang of it, it, it's a really fluid motion. It feels really good. Um, It kind of reminds me of like doing tricks in 1080 snowboarding where where you had to actually feel like (laughs) you're. Yeah, you had to feel like your fingers were doing the the tricks. It's great. Yeah. Um, So it's I don't know. It's just excellent. And. It's just super fun. Yeah. No, it, it it does feel like that. Like the move, just like moving around is just so much fun itself. And it, like having like all these different movement options, like it's cool because you, you, you always feel like you're kind of tricking the game, but it's like the game knows. It knows. Like you see these videos people post where they get to ridiculous places and there's like coins up there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just in case they get up here. Yeah. Oh, reward. That's, so that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, the physics I was really surprised by too. Like, uh, I don't know if you, maybe you mentioned this. It didn't sink in if you did. There's like straight up momentum uh, for the first time in a Mario Mario game where you're running up the hill and he's kind of struggling to get up and then he goes over the other side of the hill and starts running down and he picks up yeah, even more speed. Uh, it feels really good. So like if you're on the inside of like a bowl or a cone or something, uh, he's like always kind of running downhill. And so it feels like really good because he's like you hear his little feet going like super fast and you feel him. It's not like Mario. There's a cap to the momentum both ways. It feels like. Right. Yeah. Like it can get out of control. No. Yeah. It's not. um it's not Sonic where like you're going to be going faster and faster and faster forever and ever and ever. Uh, but it just, it feels really good. It's really surprising. Um, and it, it makes, I mean, it makes it feel like the best, like the best controlling, but like the most interactive and, and the most fun to have interacting with Mario game ever. I think maybe mm-hmm. um, I'm still in it. I'm still in the middle of it. Um, so I'm not sure where it's going to land for me, but I could see it, it's on the trajectory right. to yeah, be that best Mario ideal, ever. So yeah, some of the big claims I made, best Mario ever, I think, and better than Breath of the Wild, the two bigger claims I made. Right. I, so uh, and you like Breath of the Wild a lot. You you gave it a one hundred. Right. So I'm, you have I'm, any idea I'm, how you feel about that? No, not yet. That's going to take more time. Um, I think as far as Mario games, I could see it being the, at least the best. It's diff- probably going to be definitely be the best three D Mario. Um, it's a lot harder once you start bringing the 2D Marios and like that lineage and and stuff. But I I still maybe because it just it builds on top of everything. It does everything so well. It's so it's so exquisitely crafted in every single way. Um, it's like like you were saying last week. It's not just like big. 
it's deep and dense and there's like every corner and every nook has something to do um yeah just phenomenal uh it's just just super fun yeah I, i can't i cannot believe that nintendo is uh just getting better at making games it feels like it's, yeah, it's just kind of nuts. <laughs> like, uh, how do how do they get to the point where, like, cause it, it, I think Miyamoto feels like he's more hands off than ever. He is at a point where I think he is totally training the next generation. His name right. is like, you know, he's executive producer on it's these producer, games. Producer, yeah, right. So what? How the yeah, hell does we, that happen? Don't, I don't know. I guess they maybe he they just did a really good job training that next generation of these people who, and it's it's like. I think there's like people are starting to say the name of the guy who's in charge of Mario. I don't even really know the name yeah. very well yet. Cotter, and but it's like I totally should. But he's, he's just doing a fantastic job. He's just uh, kind of killing it, knocking it out of the park. Uh, is it yeah, like just I don't know? Is it like Disney where like people grew up on this stuff and so they want to go there? Like the best people want to go there, saying, right? I think that's part. Yeah, maybe there's just well, it's hard to say because these games are still ultimately being made by Japanese developers, and we only know so much about them, right? Right. Exactly. Like, you know, so they're very, they're I, much, I'm not sure. They're a lot more low key than than developers from other parts of the world. Uh it's still very much like you go there and you work there your whole yeah, life. It's like I don't know if like was was there a lot of people who made this game who like grew up on Mario 64 and really wanted to make that kind of Mario game and that's why this is so interesting and exciting. I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, but it would make some sense, wouldn't it? Oh yeah. I mean, boy, the people that made this game know them some Mario. Uh they know Nintendo inside and out and just in terms of like weird trivia that they implemented in the game one way or the other. Oh, there's some fun things. There's some really good stuff in there. Uh, and it's, it's just it's, so, such a smooth experience, man. Yeah. It's just so much, so much fun, smooth, charming, but still like, and that's something I was, I always said, I kind of missed from 3d world. Like you still have like that Mario galaxy esque awe moments. Like, right. Oh, like, ah, like, ah, just noises. No, like my review of the game could have just been so like, please noises. <laughs> Yeah, it really is. Yeah, that's now it's kind of sounding a little inappropriate. Yeah, but, you know. best part of the podcast so far for sure. Um, we, we can move on. It's just it's just a damn good yeah, game. I guess yeah, it's just it is insane that we get that and Breath of the Wild in the same year. It really does make you wonder how they could possibly top this year next yeah. year. Like I'm, like. Is is year two of the Switch destined to be kind of a letdown compared to this? Yeah, probably. And I think that's okay. Uh, I think Nintendo could maybe play into that a little bit and try to have like an off year, a quirky year. Um, I mean, Metroid, if it comes out next next year, which I, I doubt it will. Uh, I know they've been... See, Angie thought this too. I feel like it's got to. But I guess sometimes sticking that isn't enough. I thought... I said the same thing about God of War this year. I thought God of War had to right. come out for something right. this Sony- year, but that didn't happen any number of Sony games had to come out this year. Just and none of them did. None of them did. So yeah, it's weird. Um, it's so weird that Nintendo really is the only one of these three that had like a big exclusive come out for the holiday. Right. Season. Very it's weird. Crazy. Yeah. Especially after, how, do you, how are they not ready for that? Yeah. And after having the biggest game of the, like the first half of the year. So like they, uh, yeah, um, that's pretty nice. Hey, hey, Nintendo, why don't you catch up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And they did. Um, it's so I, I I, I think next year, yes. If Metroid comes out, I don't know. I think it's going to be fine. They'll, that's a, that's a year that you can make work, even if it's not as good as the first year. Which I don't, it's probably it's probably impossible, right? What could possibly come out to match these? And well, Smash Bros. still has to happen at some point. Yeah. I just don't know what the degree of that game is going to be. There's still the 2D Mario Kart to play, but I really think they got to do something a little bit extra than 
New Super Mario Brothers Switch. Like, I hope right. they kind of have a new approach on, on a 2D Mario. Yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, it feel, I mean, be. especially after making this game, uh, it feels like they have yeah. to uh, step it up and, and realize they could do a lot more with that series than they have been. Um, but I, I don't know. Like I said, quirky stuff. Like, on, uh, I think year two is the year where they can maybe be a little bit more comfortable about saying, okay, here's what the, like, the Rhythm Heaven team is doing now that Rhythm Heaven is kind of done. Uh, maybe there's some weird WarioWare yeah. stuff. Here's some stuff that would have been on the, like, the, the 3DS, and now it's here. You know what I really wish they would do? Nintendo, obviously, they make really good 3D platformers, but they don't make any 3D platformers except for Mario. I would really love it if they made, you know, the Kirby 3D platformer now, right. or the even like the Yoshi 3D platformer. There's a lot like even Wario again, right? There's there's all these other properties that for some reason have just become only 2D properties that I feel like why don't you try to make a cool 3D game out of that again? Yeah, it it almost feels like they don't think they could sell enough to justify it. So may, maybe 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 make it smaller, maybe make it like um I don't know like a $30 Kind of like that Wario World. Like that's a good model. Yeah, like that was exactly. a fun little GameCube game. You can you can use a couple Wario World esque games right now. Right. Yeah. I mean, even if it's just like reusing some of the assets uh, from from this game from Odyssey and like maybe just giving it a different coat of paint you, and letting Wario mess it up or something. I think, especially since this game came out so early in Switch, I feel like a Super Mario Odyssey two. Oh yeah. In the vein of Super Mario Galaxy two, it's very likely, and I'd be completely okay with it. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, why you, not? You get the sense that like. It's like Super Mario Galaxy and Super Mario Galaxy 2, Galaxy 2, where you play Galaxy 1, you're like, that is one of the best games I've ever played. That team thought of everything, and they threw it all in this game, and then you go and you play Super Mario Galaxy 2, and you're like, holy shit, they had not just more, but so much more. Like, more than... Yeah. Aim. 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 Uh, and, and that is... Is... Uh, if they could repeat right. that with this, um, that would just be astounding. And, uh, yeah... I. Yeah, so I I would ex- I would expect it. I, I do wonder if like, there's a chance for them like maybe to try to do DLC for this game. I don't, I don't know, know if that would work. It, it just seems, feels it weird for Mario game. game. Like because well, Mario Galaxy two at some point I don't know if it was DLC, but it was something like let's make some more levels for Mario Galaxy. I forget what the context was, and then it just turned into Galaxy two. It's like oh god, we have a lot of ideas. Right. I just feel like if you're going to kind of do that, they, then I am. Yeah, I think yeah, it absolutely. Would be better. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't think, just, gosh, I mean, the game just has so much already. Like I said, I beat it. I mean, I beat it, you know, my third day playing it. And I got my review copy a week before it came out. And I still play it almost every day. It's just super fun. Yeah, it's. I think that's um, that's where I was at, where I got it on Friday. Well, Thursday night, but I couldn't, I, I just was so tired because I stayed up all night playing my Wolfenstein, writing my Wolfenstein review. We'll talk about that in a second. All right, uh, so I, I, so I just I tried to get us off up. Mario, and I, I kept us back in it, so we could move on now. No, no, it's fine. I, I'm, I, I'm glad we have more reason to talk oh, about Mario. I want that's, I, that's so kind of all I want to do in my life. Um, uh, and so then, like, yeah, I got it Friday, and I was kind of half playing it during work, trying not to like take up my whole day with it. And then that night, just played it all night. Like, and why not? Sunday, I beaten the beaten the I got some credits. Your life? And now, yeah, and now it stinks because it's like, oh yeah, life is happening. It's like a weekday <laughs> again. So I haven't had time to play it much today, uh, but I will tonight. And yeah, I'm um, uh, I am definitely on my way to try to get all, all the all the moons. Uh, oh, I'm doing. I it. looked at the list, and boy, there's a lot of gaps in there. Like, those are some big lists that, and I'm missing a lot of stuff and a lot of levels. Bi- and it's like oh, at, the, at that point, it was almost yeah. overwhelming. But now I'm like, okay, just yeah, just go through it level by level, man. That's once you beat it. That's what I do, and it's just super fun. Like I don't move on until I pretty much got every moon I possibly could get there. And uh, right, yeah, and I. I I know that at least one uh, person who was reviewing the game 
like got all the moons before the <laughs> game came out, so they like didn't use. Wow. Yeah, and they didn't use like any strategy. You don't even guys use, I haven't used any stuff. So, guys, I never will because right. there's in-game help and the, all. Yeah, it's just, it's so good. That in-game help it's is so, so good. good. It's so smart and. And it like really like takes the weight off. You're like, no, you're not cheating. This game is huge. No, exactly. Like, don't be insane. Like, yeah, look, you you need to find two more moons in this area. They could be anywhere in the level. Go pay fifty coins to the toad. Let him tell you yeah. where they are. Even because even knowing where they are yeah, doesn't so solve the problem immediately. There's right, no, a puzzle to solve. Yeah, I, I know. Or, I know where the, like the the fourth little star in the or star because at one point the moons in this area. Um, I know where it is, but like, I don't know where to get the thing to make it happen. Like to trigger it. I have to go find the seed to put it in the plant. And I found three of them. They gave me three moons. There's a fourth one. I couldn't find it. So I'm like still looking and I, but the, it's telling me it's right there, but that's just where you I, get the moon at. So man, I, I, I'm bringing I this back. I like want to just do like a story and just like all time best Mario levels. Like, you know, one dash one, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the gusty garden galaxy, stuff like that. And then like, I think like the two big candidates from this game for me would be new donk city Probably Fossil Falls, which is just such a great first level. Oh my yeah. gosh! I mean, first yeah, levels really... are just always kind of nailed. It was interesting to me that that was the first level. I didn't think it would be like the dinosaur one, and it was perfect. It was so good. Yeah, it was. It was really that level. Uh, had a lot of weird twists and turns that I wasn't expecting in terms of just like, oh, you go this way, and it's one thing. You go this way, it's a whole other. Uh, some what's cool about the levels? What's cool is like. Like there's like three moons you get that almost make it seem like there's a linear path in the level, but then you realize it's mm-hmm. not. It's this big like thing, you kind of like Mario sixty four, like that first classic level, right? Like there's that kind of S turn, you go up the hill, and then you're, you're there. It's like oh, there's like that path, but then there's just so many right. opportunities to get off that path and explore and find these things. It's uh, it's so good. All right, all right, enough Mario. Yeah, well, well, I'm sure we'll talk about it a couple more times this year oh, <laughs> for the next couple. I can think of a specific uh, episode we'll be talking about it a lot for. Yeah, pro- almost without a doubt, uh, multiple times probably, uh, depending on the categories. Um, okay, uh, let's uh, actually let's get Destiny Two out of the way. Sure. Uh, you played a little bit on PS4, now you're playing on PC. Oh, I had it, I started it, but then like I got Wolfenstein Two, so I just did that instead. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I played a little bit on PlayStation Four just because, right. like, I got a code for it, and I'm like, and I knew I wanted to play this game on PC. I did not really want to do the whole console thing. On a shooter part, it's a better game on it PC is. Uh, for it's sure. It's so much better. It just it runs better. It looks better, and, and yeah, you know, shooters just work better with a mouse and keyboard. They they, they just do. Right. Especially in a game that's so like critical hit focused, like so there's precision mm-hmm. aiming involved. But yeah, I've been playing it a lot. I played a bit of Destiny One back in the day. Did at least one raid. And uh, yeah, it's it's interesting because it's not it's it's like different but not right. Like you're still ultimately kind of doing the same sort of you're grinding a lot you're just kind of getting angry i'm just slowly raising your light level right or power level whatever it is mm-hmm. it's that kind of a game but just having the characters be a little bit more likable having like um story fleshed out just a bit more makes it all a good deal more bearable the weird thing do, do you have go ahead no go ahead uh, i was just gonna say do you have any sympathy for the people who are really frustrated with bungie that they've this is on the console at this point uh, it will be on the PC eventually, but on the console, they're like, "Oh, we've exhausted all the content. There's nothing to do." Uh, no, fail. I kind of get to it. This game every single day. Here's here's the weird thing about this game. So Destiny One it wasn't like a super long leveling process, but it took a couple weeks, maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. I can't remember. It, it seemed like it took a bit. I mean, you can get to the max level in this game in a couple days, three days. Like play through the campaign, like. Like, in Destiny 1, you would go to a planet, and you would do, like, a series of missions, and then you go to the next planet. This game felt like you went to one planet, you did a mission or two, 
to go to the next planet, do a mission or two, like, right? It's like, it just, it gets there very fast. Obviously, they want you to get to the end game pretty quickly. But, yeah, like, once you get to the end game, you, you do a couple strikes. You Now your light level is really high. You do, like, the weekly nightfall, it's really high. You just farm some of the public events. Like I said, I'm about a week in this, and I'm already, I think I'm raid ready right now with my gear, or just about. Mm -hmm. So 260 is like the first like raid, and then like the oh, well, week's then after I'm at, that'll be. Oh, yeah, I'm at 271. So. Yeah, 270. Yeah, so that'd be like if like the second week that they do the raid, it'll be like 270 will be the. Yeah, level. so like well, yeah, like I'm already ready for the raid, and I, I've been playing it, but it's not like I've been playing a ridiculous amount. So I kind of get that like once I beat this raid, it's gonna be kind of like oh, okay, should should I just do that again? I guess. Now, they did announce the expansions coming, but not until December 5th. And, you know, what's going to happen for this whole month until right. then, right? That, yeah, that's always the, it's always the issue with Destiny 2, is, or Destiny in general, where, where it's this really neat concept to have one of these kind of loot-based RPGs look like a AAA game. Because that's usually right. the compromise when you have all these kind of mm -hmm. systems or, or, or whatnot, right? Um, so it's neat that, like, it's not just randomly generated, blah, blah, blah. It's like these handcrafted, really AAA experiences. But those take a while to make, so you're not going to get as much content. Yeah, it, it does feel like they overcorrected. They over-streamlined everything from the first game. I, I, I mean, in terms of, like, getting there and uh, getting to that, that raid-ready status and then doing the raid. Uh, but, I mean, it does sound like people are saying, like, there's, from week to week, even, like, there's less to do. Uh, then maybe vanilla destiny originally. Maybe people are just remembering the Taken King, and they're hoping it would have felt like more like that. I don't sure. Know. I yeah. Uh, I, I don't like. There's still things to do every week. Like there's things that reset again for PC. It's basically been a week, so right, it's, it's exactly, hard to yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, but like I could totally see it being a bit of an issue. But at the same time, like from what I want from this game is something I can just kind of log in right. mindlessly grunt. Especially if they're playing Overwatch, pretty, pretty pretty strongly for a year and a half I play something that's a bit less intense a bit less you know god i'm letting people down oh this is do or die right here you know it, it's kind of nice and that's i guess that's ultimately what i need from it but if like this was going to be your main game i can understand right maybe. yeah you, like you were a big destiny player and you're like oh there's not as much to do it's, sure. a, it's a tough I mean, thing to balance i think but I, I imagine that through these pat like these patches and the first expansion they're probably going to find that balance, uh, the, the strike it yeah. a little bit harder. The one thing I'm surprised that isn't here that they add in the expansions that which was good. I forget what it's called, but it's basically an in-game achievement system that kind of kept awarding you cosmetic and nice things and you know other like in-game items. Uh, I forget what it's called, but it's basically like a little booklet kind of a thing. I'm surprised that there's not something like that already. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's definitely got to be. They have to be adding things pretty regularly. Right. Yeah. So uh, I think it, it'll be a long wait till December, but. Um, uh, hopefully it's not a as painful after that point for, for a lot of these And it can't just be like one more expansion after that until like a big expansion next October or mm -hmm. September, right? Um, yeah. 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 It's, like I said, it's complicated stuff. Yeah, it's a fun game to write about because uh, you make a joke about like there not being enough content uh, and one person will get mad and you'd be like, oh, it's only been a week on PC. Just the consoles don't have content. And then if you make a joke about it, oh, it's, it's fine, get over it. Then the people are like, oh, there's no content. It's a fun game. I right want to be now. clear. It's it's. I'm I'm having a lot of fun with it. It's a really it's a really well made game. It's very mm. smooth. It, like again, the people have said about Destiny One, even like at its worst, the mechanics are just really good. The shooting feels great, and uh, that stuff still works here. And it's just a fun game to play with a couple friends and kind of goof around. Yep, I um, it's definitely one of those things where I when I'm playing it, I'm like, okay, I see it, I get it, I totally get it. And then once if I'm not playing it and I get away from it like a day or two, uh, it's hard to go back to. I just don't feel the the urge uh, it, it's probably just because i don't have like the, the crew that i'm going to be playing with and i 
I could be your crew, Jeff. I, you guys could be. I'll be your little crewy. All right. Well, let me see if I can get raid ready. I think I'm like level like 20. Can I kind of go? I'll see. Like, what? Power, uh, power level 20. Level 20. Yeah. Power level 20. Oh, you're almost there, man. <laughs> Honestly, like you, you go up real. It's not till like about two, like 60 that you're like power level right. returns start slowing down a decent amount. Right. That's when you actually and then, do those specific things. And Right. But the only way, like you increase your power level, just it's like every time you get a new legendary item, it matches your power level, right? So it's like just kind of keep doing that right keep getting these items and sometimes they drop randomly but a lot of times it's a reward for a quest a weekly event or, or what have you so yeah yeah i i'll i'll see let me i'll have to take another look at my uh backlog and try to see what i want for game of the year uh i'm like start play that new call of duty so that dean can't tell us it's game of the year we definitely time. have to do that we have to at least play through the the campaign uh i got the code for it uh already uh, i just haven't unlocked it so um uh, i i'll talk about actually let me just get this out of the way and then i'll talk about wolfenstein um microsoft sent me the one at bo- the xbox one x their new 500 updated xbox one that is a 4k machine and it's you know does 4k gaming and video instead of like the xbox one s which was just 4k video um i can't talk about the way it looks or with the way the games look while playing it or how they you know play or anything like that i could just basically say it's really heavy um they so we can unbox wow. it it's like a really small dense just super heavy box or like you know console it feels like depleted uranium when you're picking it up it's uh, quite impressive um and that's about all i can really say but they did also send like a stack of uh postcards that had like a million codes for all these games that are going to be xbox one enhanced uh and one of them was call of duty so i'll play that well, there you go yeah <sighs> Uh, sorry, so, I just, I, yeah, sorry, I just hit the cough button and I had to cough and then I forgot to. Yeah, I'm done. your excuses. Yeah, uh, Wolfenstein 2 is very good. It is, is it uh, I need to play it good? Did you did you play the new order? That's the problem. I didn't play the new order. I meant to. Let's play the new order then. Uh, <sighs> you don't have to play it right now. Uh, I, I would so just many play things. it. Guess that, that's like the thing. I'm at this point now where like. Is it look? Are you going to tell me it's a game of the year like contender? Like absolutely for number one spot. It's, Otherwise, it's not number one spot. No, uh, it's an important game. It, it is going to be on my top ten. But Might I need to a, play the first one first. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I mean, I, I the should. thing is, there's like you're not going to like you will get a lot of this game no matter what, whether you do one or the other. You'll just get so much more if you play the first one, and it's not like some big mechanical leap over the first one. Sure. So if you're you're playing it, you're part of the. One of the big reasons you're playing it is to get that story and the characters. Um, and there's a big choice in the first game that carries over to this one. And I think you want to have made that choice. Um, it gives you a lot more investment in this game. So just go play that first one. Um, it's worth it. I will say, though, uh, I am uh, just astounded that they really went for it in this game. So, uh, the you know, Wolfenstein, uh, it's always been about killing Nazis. We are in a weird point in America where that is relevant to our current political, uh, Yay, our current right. political situation. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, and and so people, you know, people are like, "Hey, is this going to be political and, and stuff like that?" And like Pete Hines, who's the communications boss at Bethesda, uh, the publisher that owns uh, the Wolfenstein series and Machine Games, you know, developed it. Uh, Pete Hines was like, <coughs> um, "No, it's it's not political. It's just about killing Nazis. Whatever." This game and their is, ad campaign got political. As yeah, well. yeah. So the ad campaign's just, and we'll talk about this in the second half of this show. Uh, but it was just, yeah, kill like no Nazis in America. Um, you know, make make America a Nazi. Free, <coughs> excuse Nazis me, Nazi free again. 
Yeah, exactly. They're playing on all these common like anti-Nazi memes uh, in a really strong way. So then it's like, okay, now the marketing campaign is like writing this this check, and can the game cash in? And it absolutely does. Um, it does it like with a plume. Like it it, it does it uh, in such a confident and thoughtful way that um, someone on Twitter said it is the best anti-Trumpism media they've seen so far. Really. <laughs> Excuse me, and I, I completely agree with that. It is uh, kind of insane that a video game is coming out, and it's like, hey, it's, it's about killing Nazis, but really, n- no, it's like killing Nazis is, is this thing that this game is has always done, and you can't do these games without that. So what are we going to position uh, next to it? What is Nazi-adjacent that we can use this long-standing truth about this series to say something important? And what they do is in Wolfenstein 2, uh, you know, the Nazis have now taken over America. You're in America. The, the idea is we're going to take back America and we'll use this as a platform to overtake, uh, you know, to, to fight back against the Nazi threat uh, worldwide. Um, and it doesn't just say, okay, so the people in America are being oppressed by the Nazis. They're being held down by the Nazis and everyone hates them and everyone wants to fight back. A lot of the people uh, in, in this game uh, white Americans are very happy about their new leaders because it gives them chances to, uh, you know, get rid of the nuisances of, you know, black people and gay people uh, and non-Christians um, that were, you know, bothering them before. And now, you know, now like a, a mediocre white dude that was failing with his business before, you know, he just turns in a few people that he happens to know are Jewish and he's fine. He's got a lot of money now and he's uh, in with the, in with the, <coughs> excuse me, in with the Nazis. Um, and it, it hits these beats over and over uh, in a really strong it's, way. It's so weird that something this interesting is coming from that game series that I remember because of the giant robot Hitler that fought you at the end. Exactly, and it and it's not like it's like doesn't have that stuff. It's not good. like oh good. I was about to ask like is it so kind of over the top? And it's not like yeah, it kitschy. is completely over the top. It's insanely over the top. Uh, so that I mean that's one of the things. It's like how is it so so much a video game and yet being so uh, like hitting these very sensitive pressure points in our current political landscape with such precision. Um, and I, I think the only way that they could possibly do this is they're just fucking geniuses. The people that made this game have thought about what they're trying to say. They have thought about the ways that they could say that uh, and, and how they could screw it up. And then they've sort of argued against themselves and come back and the game presents multiple points of view and people will say stuff like, Oh, the Nazis are monsters. Uh, uh, and, someone who's been oppressed by the Nazis and actually is fighting back would be like, no, these they're men, you know, they're just, they're, they're people who have made decisions and this, and people, men are capable of doing this sort of thing. And we have to recognize that, uh, because saying they're monsters sort of gives them permission, uh, it kind of excuses their behavior. Uh, and, and there's lots of moments like that throughout the game, um, that just make you realize they knew what they were doing. They knew what they were saying. And, it's, uh, it's so weird how in 2017, Doom and Wolfenstein are very relevant game franchises, right? Yeah. Um, that's not something I would have predicted in, like, 2015. <laughs> I think, uh, well, I mean, I, I hadn't played the New Order at that point. A lot of people had played it, and they liked it. Again, it came out in 2014. Hey, hey everyone, 2017, the best games are Zelda, Mario, and Wolfenstein. <laughs> <laughs> Man, games games are always the same. Nothing ever gets better. And it's just like, oh man. Not not only are they the the, the best games, but they're like so much bigger and better and different than what they originally were, yeah. and yet still maintain the same magic. It's um, it's a very video gamey thing. I don't think like um, 
when like you're rebooting movie franchises, like yeah, you can right. you can keep certain elements maybe, but it, most it of you, you want to modernize it. And there games is an evergreenness. And, yeah, there's an evergreenness to games that really yeah, it isn't even there for movies, which is something that's re- that's something that we're learning about them as it starts kind of becoming old because it used to be such a young industry forever. And like you know, Mario is an example. The the fact that like the Mario after thirty years is still like this incredible thing that can be better than it ever was. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, it doesn't like movie franchise again. Think of is like is James Bond, but it had it sort of changed even more than Mario ever had to, right? Yeah, absolutely. It can feel um, it can feel like a, a completely different thing a, a lot of the times. Uh, a lot of the time when you're watching a James Bond movie, and with Mario, it always feels like. That Mario franchise, that Mario series, that yeah. one. We're back lineage. to Mario. I know that one. That one lineage that led to this point, <laughs> and that never feels like a. Um, well, I mean, I'm sure it could feel if it wasn't being done by such talented people. But with Wolfenstein and Mario um, and Doom, that baggage of the past doesn't feel like baggage. It feels like something right. that boosts everything else. Yeah, up. it always feels like something to be sober, not something to kind of like try to fix. Right. Guess, yeah. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it just it feels like if you do it the right way and you know how to celebrate it, you can use that celebration as a way to do a lot of really interesting, smart things. Um, and I think yeah. that's when some game series fall astray is that when they don't do it like that, when they do try to make it like some sort of shameful reboot, yeah. a.k.a. Sonic 06 or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, exactly. Bomberman Zero. <laughs> yeah. Hey, speaking of getting some of the best games in series ever, like Sonic for sure is another one of those this year. Oh, so this is, I mean, yeah. Right, oh, God, this game I played, yeah. Like I said, it's fantastic. Zelda, Mario, Metroid, and Sonic games. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's something it's something I I think we need to examine more about games uh, why that keeps working, but yeah, in in terms of Wolfenstein, it works. Um and I I it can't be stated enough just how well like th- they land their punches. It's not just a game that says, "Oh, we're going to set up some ideas that are going to be challenging." It's not just land like saying punches. Yeah, it's not just they're not just taking swings. They are actually getting in those strong hits on the, the targets they set out to, to hit from the first place. Uh, and they're doing it, you know, like that tweet said, better than anything else happening right now. There's no album out right now that feels like a really good takedown of, of you know, the, the political truth of America right, right at this moment. There's no films that feel very poignant about explaining the way we got to this point. Uh, it was a video game. And, I, you know, I think it was a video. And the, re- the reason a video game could do this is because... It was Wolfenstein, and it was always about killing Nazis. And yeah, but have... Jeff, what's Wolf, what's Wolfenstein's two's gravity gun? Ah, <laughs> oh, man, there's there's no I, that that is the thing. The shooting, I, I could take it or leave the shooting in the Wolfenstein series. Some people really like it. Um, Did you read that Kotaku expose on the Star Wars game and Visceral um, part? Oh, I, I kind of skimmed it. I read a lot of it. Um, what what would you want to take out of there? Oh, is is that it didn't have a gravity gun? Well, that was one of the things that apparently they kept like like EA would keep asking them as their way of saying what's like the one big gameplay mechanic here, like what's your game's gravity gun stuff like that. Here's straight them. I'm I'm actually going to write about this. We'll just you know we'll I'll, I'll talk about it on the podcast. This is a goodie for anyone who listens to the podcast. Uh, the the thing the hook of that game was actually kind of interesting. It was going to be a Return of the Jedi like battle. Where right, you you go into the, different. Yeah, did they explain that? Did, was that in the story? Because I pretty much I, it was a pretty big story. Yeah, you should probably check it out. I'll um, check it out. Yeah, uh, it was it was it was pretty cool uh, to like kind of hear that. And they were like, yeah, well, you know that that's what Star Wars is known for. We want to make that happen. And uh, yeah, it's a bummer that what, Amy Hidden couldn't. What I find out, what I find interesting, the more I learn about 
like more people are coming out saying things about this project. It's weird how like the narrative is shifting from this whole it was first person it was like you know a single player game thing to just oh no it was a troubled studio with bad management and a lot of people even like blaming Amy Amy Hennig and stuff yeah. like that. So it's weird I mean, that if I don't know it's like you know I'm sure all of it is true and not true you know right yeah I mean like yeah it was it was a troubled game but they were like only predicting to sell like six million units and uh, <coughs> that was just like. That wasn't because it was uh, a troubled production. It was because of what the game was, what the game was always going to be. Uh, they, the, it, you know, these single player games. The people buy them and they turn them in four days later, and that's what EA expected. EA was expecting people to be like, okay, they'll have it for a couple of days, and then they're going to sell it back, and they're never going to play it again. Um, and that's not worth our time or money. So, I mean, I think that the having the narrative shift to be like, okay, this is just a a bad studio that was rotten from the inside is it's, it's a bit, it's a bit misplaced because every studio can be that way sometimes. Yeah. Right. And it's just once, and it's kind of once something, once it folds, then you look back and say, well, of course it folds. look at all these management problems. Right. Exactly. But if the game, if you felt like the game was going to sell the whole time or you had confidence, confidence in, you know, the microtransactions or loot boxes or something, you see it through to the end. Like people do that all the time. That's the that's you know, no game should ever ship. But someone thinks maybe in the end they'll make money. And if when once EA thought, okay, maybe we won't make money or we won't make enough money that's actually worth our time here, uh, then of course, yeah, it collapses. You have to shut it down. So yeah. Um, okay, I think we can move on. We're gonna go and hop into the news. Um, yeah, apparently, yeah, apparently, but that was, yeah, we've avoided yeah. actual topics for a while. Yeah, totally. Um, let, yeah, let's just hop into the here. I'm gonna. I got a new uh, audio cue, so I'm gonna just I'm gonna hit it for you, well, Mike. Hopefully, hopefully it's not too loud. It's echoing. Why is it echoing? I'm hearing it twice. It's not. It's not echo. Is that Morse code? I mean, it's like a it's like a news bulletin thing. It might be oh more. It might. I don't know. What is um, it saying? I, I hope it says that Jeff sucks or something. Yeah, I hope it's not saying something really racist. That'd be bad. Um, yeah. But I, I, I don't speak Morse code, Mike, so I don't know. Um, okay, so the news. Uh, why don't we start from the top here? Uh, I printed it out again. I can do this into the microphone. <laughs> um, you just want to pretend like you're old-timey. Whatever. I do, yeah. Well I, well, I am old-timey. I'm almost 35. I don't remember how old I am. That's how old I am. All right, Microsoft has stopped manufacturing the Kinect. Mike, how heartbroken are you? Oh, no. I liked when I wrote the story, and some people were like, why are you taking pleasure in the end of the Connect? It was a good thing. It's like, ah, oh, shut up. No, it was... Connect is so weird, and it's just... it. This is like the final nail in that, like, original vision of the Xbox One, which was going to be this always online, no-disc drive. You had to have the Connect plugged in or it wouldn't work system. That's so quick, right? That system that is still just out now, there's a new version coming out. The original idea was that a connect was going to be plugged in it at all times or else. And yeah. that was just not making connects anymore. Um, so they're going to sell through what they have. Uh, and what I wrote here is we'll sell through what is on shelves alongside you draw tablets and plastic guitars. Oof. Oof. So uh, look, the connect. Well, okay. Wait, one, one other thing in the story that I read about this, uh, the, the original story, cause it was from like fast code, like was the one that broke it or whatever. Um, one of their asides was like, remember the Nintendo Wii? I was like, yeah. What does that mean? We're not supposed to remember the Wii? Like, our, remembers the Wii. It was a giant head. You know, yeah, or like, it kind of like, you know, ran its course. 
Uh, I mean, yeah, but like general, our general audience is being like, oh man, remember that quirky thing? Like, I don't like, they're just like, no, then that was quirky. one of the Nintendo systems. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember that. Uh, so the connect had its problems. Uh, a lot of problems. Uh, I, yeah. for the last several years, I still have my connect plugged in. Uh, I, mine fell behind the TV. I think two years ago, <laughs> I just never picked it back up. Again. <laughs> it's still back there somewhere. I, so I, I have not thought about it as a gaming device in a very long time. When people are like, what games were for it? I'm like, oh, yeah, that was people. You were supposed to use it for games. Yeah. And that was there supposed to be the whole thing. The Xbox One where it was like, remember, like, Rise had like big voice commands and stuff. Remember the, the uh, remake of Halo? You would like throw a grenade. Oh, my God. Man, that's so weird. No. Okay, but, but no. so okay, so clearly not a gaming device. The, uh, the to me the the missed opportunity here was what Amazon did with the the um, uh, Echo. Echo, yes, and then what Google's doing with Google Home, like that was where Microsoft should have gone with this, especially if they were going to yeah. like pivot away. They could have just like had instead of having a Connect camera, just a Connect like speaker and microphone. Uh, yeah, but at that point, do you really want to even baggage it with the Connect brand? I mean, it's just no, clearly no, you don't. But like, they're trying to get Cortana off the ground, and Cortana was started was was working with Connect for a while, and Cortana is so much worse than when those Xbox like. So the reason I had my it was way my, slow. It was way worse. It's so much yeah. worse. Uh, so I I still have my plugged in, and and through the first couple years of the Xbox, I really liked using it as a voice command thing for television, movies. Netflix. Uh, the big thing there was no matter what I was watching, because I had my cable plugged in through my Xbox, uh, I would watch Netflix on there. I would watch like recorded you know, movies uh, off my Plex server and DVDs. No matter what, the voice command was the same for all of them. So Xbox pause. It would just work for everything. Uh, it got it was so simple that my wife just did it without thinking as well, uh, which I, you know, I use as a barometer for like, is a normie going to be okay with this? And sh- she was totally into it. It was fine. Uh, Xbox on, Xbox off. You know, I got my hands full. I'm going up to bed. The TV's still on. I say Xbox off and it had the infrared sensor and it would blast it around the room and it would shut down the Xbox. It would shut down my, my sound bar and it would shut down the TV. It, that was, that's some really useful stuff that I really liked. Then they shifted it to, to Cortana. And Cortana introduced like this, like five to 10 second delay for every command. Xbox, you know, pause. It's like, oh, okay, I'm listening. It's like, wait, okay, now you're listening. A pause. And it's like, no, it actually already heard you, but now it's just like waiting. It's like sending my voice off to some server. It's going to decode it, send back like what I said, and then do that action. And it's, man, come on. Like that, like how can you break it so hard? Uh, and the, I mean, I'm using an Xbox One S for a lot of this stuff, so it's like, well, I mean, it's not the system. It's not like I'm using the old Xbox, so it's fucking up. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, like when people started like, stop talking about the Connect, and no one wanted to buy it, and there's no good reason to get it. Yeah, of course, they just they buried that thing. They they put it in the ground themselves um, a long time ago when they could have salvaged it as a neat little voice command thing. I remember like when Dan Shu used to work with us, he talked about it. He's like, yeah, I love that thing for the, for these, for this stuff. I bet Dan Shu doesn't use it anymore either. So no, it's just, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's like, it's, I'm just more fascinated by like how this thing came to be is this like extra leg for the Xbox 360. Uh, and it did catch a little bit of like that. Wii magic with the mass marketing, but like, like that, when those people left, like, like those people moved from the Wii to maybe a connect for a little bit, 
But then, like, they just then mo then they just all went to mobile and never looked back or something. I don't know what happened, but they they are not playing connectimals or right anything like that anymore. And I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of glad that we're done with that era, right? Of trying to do yeah. connectimals and it's just it is. I mean, there's always been some promise to it, right? Like uh, there's that Fantasia game for Xbox One X, which or Xbox One, which unfortunately was like those poor guys at Harmonix, like that thing they were starting making when Microsoft was really on board to connect, it kind of came out after they had sort of abandoned it, so it never, right. you know, but it was a good game, it was fun, I, I liked it, like there was always some promise there, but the thing just never worked as well as it should, it was always just too inconvenient to make the space for it, uh, oh, it was just such a flawed thing, like it was a neat idea, it was always something that sounds really cool, like say what you will with the Wii, but the Wii usually worked, at least mm -hmm. most of the time, it, made, it, it, it delivered what it was going to promise you. It didn't overpromise, which was the problem with Connect. Um, I, I, what I want to do is I want to go back and I want to look. And it, people always talk about the early days of the Xbox One, and they say all the things uh, that it was going to do that were like really dumb and stupid uh, that, that Microsoft like backed off on. But there was a lot of like really weird options that the Xbox One had for a few months or maybe even a few years that have just like slowly disappeared off the system. Um, there's like a couple of them like that. I, you know, I would like, like, I can't remember a lot, but just one example. This is a really small one. Um, the original Xbox one launch controllers had, uh, a, a, a sort of translucent, a translucent covering on the top and they had an infrared light in there and the connect would see that and it would see that you were holding it and would see your face and it would link your face with that controller and it would know, okay, player one is Jeff. Uh, and he's, you know, that's his, we're going to get his account logged in right now. And he's logged in, and it's him. And if someone else who has an account on the system sits down with another controller, then they know who it is. All right, we're going to log them in, and that's the controller, the controller they're holding. That's their controller. <coughs> and, you know, I have my Kinect logged in. I still have some controllers that, you know, have that infrared feature, and it just doesn't work. It just doesn't do it. Uh, it doesn't even try. Uh, it's just a feature that they erased from the system. Uh, and I, I want to go back and look at some other examples, because there's a lot of other stuff in that same sort of oh, that would have been useful. And not, of them, not all of them have to do with Connect either that have just slowly disappeared off that system in really weird ways. Yeah, it's so weird how, yeah, like the Xbox One is just so different. PlayStation 4, even if you're using a PlayStation 4 Pro, the experience of using that system still feels pretty much the same as it did on launch day. Right. Yeah, and it's... Uh, they just, I think they, uh, like, hey, we're just going to make a 360 for this PlayStation 4, and we're just going to stick to that. And, they, you know, it's not not quite as elegant as the 360 was at its best, uh, but it's still just what it was at launch, you're right. Um, okay, uh, moving on. China is one of the biggest markets for gaming in the world. It is one of the biggest markets for one of the biggest games right now, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. But there's some rumbling that China may want to ban this game. This is based on a uh, CADPA, which is an acronym for basically a Chinese organization that looks at media and says, hey, this is bad. Um, put out a, 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 a statement today essentially saying PUBG uh, does not adhere to traditional socialist core values. Uh, and it is also counter to Chinese cultural and ethical norms. It's, it's also it's, too it's so weird that we're being like replaced uh, by people who can have a video game censored because it doesn't have traditional socialist core values. Yeah. Uh, but here's that's the world today. It's it. Um, I, I always think it's strange just how uh, much of a leech. It's like, like Chinese, like China's like growing uh, world stage and they're like a bigger role in, you know, world politics and the economy. It's always so, 
it's always just so bizarre to me when it's still counter with a lot of these just really right. traditional conservative values that yeah, don't I mean, seem like they're in step with a lot of the right. other progressive countries. Not pro- I don't know if progressives were being the other. Yeah, you're right. It's weird, bizarre. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm, I'm not as eloquent in world problems or world stage stuff as I am with video games, but it's interesting. You know, it, it's, it is, you know, you're right. It's really strange because, you know, like I like said, people the are big, Disneyland now. Yeah. I mean, it's the biggest world market for, for, for games in the world. Like that's, that's true. They spend more money on games than the United States. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So why aren't like American companies like, all right, we're going to start making some games for them. And there's a reason for that. It's because the Chinese government has to approve every game that gets sold in China. Uh, and if you don't get that approval, there's almost no chance you'll succeed. And the only way to get that approval is to work with it. Like, really, the only way to get the approval. There's other ways, they claim. But really, you have to be like, okay, here's my game, Tencent. Please take basically like 60% of all my sales in China and help me get through this well, process. That's why Tencent's and Tencent's like, like, oh, yeah, of course. Of course we will do that. That's why Tencent's like the biggest video game company in the world because right. yeah, they get to work with the Chinese government. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like a very not open market. Like, it's not free. It's not fair. Uh, it's, it's, this, it's this rigged system. But people want to make money and they want to sell it there. Now, PUBG, uh, the reason that this is uh, people are like, okay, so they're going to ban PUBG because it's, uh, it's too bloody, it's too violent, and does not adhere to traditional socialist core values. Uh, but PUBG is actually one of these weird games in the gray market. Uh, it's only available on Steam at this point in China. And Steam um, has a pretty big following in China. It's got like 17 million users, which is pretty close to how many we have in the United States. Um, and it's not an officially sanctioned piece of software, Steam. Um, so uh, people are going through VPNs. They're going through one trick or another to get it and to use it and to play games through it. Um, and that means the only way that China could block PUBG at this point is if it shut down all of Steam. Uh, and it, it'd have to like really like do a real hard shutdown on Steam because people have been using VPNs to access it. So it's like this, it's this whole thing, and it hasn't done that. It doesn't seem like it's going to. Um, and that sort of leaves it like, okay, maybe PUBG is just going to stick to Steam instead of trying to go through this whole rigmarole of getting an approval. Because even if they go to Tencent, they're going to have to change their game a lot, and they're going to have to have a whole separate fork that's just like green blood and, yeah. and stuff like that for the Chinese audience. So we'll see if they go through that. Um, I really do wonder, like, I guess there, there must be a way to find out, but it's like, how, what does the average, like, Chinese gamer think of all this kind of stuff. I mean, I so I listened to like a there was a Chinese podcast, uh, chi- like a a podcast about China featuring like American expats and stuff. So it's like people who live in China that once lived in America, and you get the sense that like if you live there long enough, you, a lot of times you just say that's just China, like that's just China. It's not it's not worse, it's not better, it's just different. Uh, and then once people like um, sort of step back a little bit. And they realize, oh, no, wait, no, that's actually, sometimes this is just real censorship. And that actually is bad. Uh, it takes people a moment to, like, get that perspective and step out and, like, zoom out a little bit and remember, like, oh, yeah, this is, like, kind of counter to my core values that I've always had my entire life. Right. Um, and that's, these are people that lived, like, grew up in America or from America. So I think that, in general, that I think most Chinese people tend to just be like, no, this is just the way it is. Uh, and we're doing fine now. This I is, mean, you know, this I guess that's just how it goes for every culture in a way. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. But it's like, and then the government is kind of taking advantage of it and using the power, the purchasing power of their people to uh, leverage their own companies in ways that aren't, nece- that's not necessarily f- like falling down to the common man, but whatever. Um, that's a whole other podcast. Um, 
Let's see. Uh, yeah, PlayStation Paris Games Week. Mike, you sort of led the coverage for this today. Um, yeah. Why don't, I didn't even why know you this was run happening. Down here? I know. Like all of a sudden, I woke up and I was like, "Yeah, there's big news coming out of Paris yeah, Games Week." Like, same here. Paris Games Week. Like, I had heard like, of it before, but yeah. I was not prepared for the news. Yeah, at first some people say like they basically like took like the announcements that you might like some of the announcements you might have expected from PSX and just put them in here instead. Um, so not like not a ton in terms of big game announcements. There were a few though. Um, two big indie game announcements, but Lucky Two, Guacamelee Two. I feel like I'm excited about Guacamelee Two. You're excited about Spelunky Two. I excited might be overstating it. I I liked Spelunky um, after playing it a lot more than I did uh, originally the first time I sort of got into it. Um, it always felt like a game where you had to try to you had to accept it for its flaws, and I think a lot of people just accept its flaws. Where you know he's got this like little weapon, and he's, it doesn't feel good. The combat doesn't feel good. It, like the, the running, the sprinting doesn't feel good. And everyone's like, oh, it's like a risk reward thing. You're sprinting, so you're way out of control, and you're running into stuff. And like I get that, but it do, it still doesn't feel good uh, to, to to actually physically do it. Um, and so what people were getting past all these mechanics for was, oh, there's like this really smart design where you go in and you're learning how the game's going to kill you in all these different ways, and you have to like use that knowledge to do better the next time. Um, and so I'm interested to see how he expands on that in Splunky Two, uh, but I'm not as excited as some people. I wonder if it makes me like that's a true uh, roguelike thing. Yes. And I wonder if I've kind of been babied by these roguelike games where you actually make like progress every time you die. Like, rogue, you like rogue get light. Some, yeah. Yeah. Like you get money or some experience points or something that makes your next trip easier. So I, I didn't, just, I didn't played a lot of those when I first played Spelunky, but at this point I'm like, no, I think I will. I'll just go play Dead Cells instead, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Totally. Uh, so, uh, but they're Guacamelee, basically they're both, they're both just sequels, right? Spelunky Two is just a sequel. Guacamelee Two is yeah, they're both more sequels. Guacamelee. They're both going to be kind of like timed exclusives for PlayStation. Like the first Guacamelee was, it eventually came out for everything, and I'm, I'm sure this uh, the sequel will also. But Spelunky Two, they just it just said like coming to PlayStation Four in the trailer. So I, I Guacamelee said the be. same thing. Okay, we'll see if they're even uh, timed exclusive. I bet it'll at least be on PC at the same. Guacamelee time. until Ori came out was probably one of, like the best modern metroidvania games we had for a bit i never played it i have it like on like two different systems it's it's not super long it's it's the the combat's really neat because it is all this kind of like lucha lucha libre uh influence stuff so it's neat uh in addition to that uh there was a lot of psvr stuff um i don't know like yeah kind of nothing real crazy like the couple kind of new one was that kind of spy looking Game right. thing, uh, blood in something. Let me see. Let me find this. Yeah, blood in truth. Blood, blood in blood truth. Okay, truth. that was a different one. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, and we'll see. I mean, that it seemed like it might be the um, the team that did that London game that kind of came with the P- PSVR, or at least based on similar technology. Yeah. We'll see. That stuff's kind of fun sometimes. I don't know. Um, uh, I liked the look of the Final Fantasy 15 fishing game. I, uh, I'm like, okay, that's way better than what I played at E3, where it was just yeah. shooting a monster, and you know, you're not gonna, you're not going to get hurt at all. Uh, I could do a fishing game in VR. There's a couple of them already, but I with the it. Final Fantasy trappings, it might work. That could. I'm actually, I'm, so they also shut off that episode Ignis, which is like the last of the 
kind of like little story-based things for each of the characters. I'm more interested in this one than the other ones, just because Ignis was the best character. Okay. So that's kind of neat. Uh, I don't know if I'm really, again, I don't know if I'm going to like go back to it. But right. Ghost of Tsushima, which is the new Sucker Punch game, was kind of the big real like AAA game announcement. We kind of been wondering what Sucker Punch is up to. I think we kind of all assumed that they were going to pull a Gorilla Games and move away from like their established franchise and start something new finally. Uh, and it's cool. It looks like it's going to be like an actual feudal Japan open world samurai game. Uh, and and it looks really cool. Be, that could be really neat. Yeah, I think that I, I like that direction. It's been a while since it feels like really like 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 a real good samurai game. Like was, I don't know. It's like the last thing I can remember like weird things like Genji or Samurai Warriors. You know, right? Like, it is time for a new Bushido Blade, without a doubt. Um, yeah. Uh, last thing, Destiny 2. Well, second to last thing, Destiny 2, Curse of the Osiris. Uh, we talked about this a little bit. The, uh, a little bit. Expansion coming December 5th. So, cool. People uh, can look forward to that. Uh, and then they finished with The Last of Us Part 2. Um, I, I had to leave by this point. I had a thing I had to get to. Um, but I was kind of keeping one eye on Twitter. And the, the response was, the first thing I saw was you guys talking in Convo. Uh, you know, the headline was just, oh, Sony ends Paris Games Games Week uh, event with The Last of Us 2. I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. And then I started seeing the reaction was, uh, uh, that was pretty intense. That was pretty violent. And uh, yeah. maybe, maybe even made me a little sick. Um, we, we're, that's going to be what we talk about in the second half, so we don't have to get in that too much right here. Um, but I guess, I mean, uh, what did you take away from The Last of Us 2 trailer, just based on being a big fan of that of that series and that developer? I'm not sure if I like the way how Naughty Dog is always showing off their games by just showing us a scene of the game yeah. and not just actually making a trailer, especially since their games are so cinematic. Uh, because sometimes, I don't know, yeah, it is always weird. It, like, sometimes they just give something away. Like, that was the problem with Naughty with uh, Uncharted 4 was sometimes it's like, I've seen three of these scenes already from right, presentations. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, you still don't exactly know what you're getting into here like there was a girl in it that i assumed was ellie from the first game then later people were like oh no that wasn't ellie so in this trailer neither of the two characters from the first game were in it which is kind of interesting but i i kind of wish i was made more aware of that whilst watching the trailer right um but yeah i guess it is kind of brutal uh, I mean, I'm ready to talk about that. I don't know if you wanted to take a break first. Or yeah, we got, we're going to take a quick break, uh, and we'll come right back. So, uh, everyone, that was the news. Uh, when we come back, we are going to be talking about how companies decide to sell games, uh, and whether that, whether that reflects the games or whether it reflects what they think of us. Uh, Last of Us Part 2 will be a big part of that. Uh, so stick around. We will be, we'll be right back. Hey, you. Yeah, you. The one trying to make a video game. I got someone here that can help you, and that someone is Intel, which is not a someone, it's a company. But this company, they are going to help you as if they were a somebody and a someone and also a something. Check out software.intel.com slash gamedev to find out how Intel is making sure all the innovation in gaming continues to happen on the PC as part of the Intel Game Dev program. Again, that URL is software.intel.com slash gamedev. Sign up and start something new. And we are back, Mike. Yo. We finished off with you saying you were ready to get into it. You said it was pretty brutal. Uh, why don't you just kind of take it from there? Well, so, you know, what's interesting. Like, I've never been great with kind of squeamishy horror things. I actually, just two days ago, I watched Jaws for the first time. And it was like my mm -hmm. fourth attempt. I can never get past that opening scene. Like, if somebody yeah, is... It, 
Yeah, if somebody's killed in a movie, it's one thing. But the things that always disturb me are people kind of like in pain, slowly dying or being tortured while they like back for life. That stuff always really disturbs me. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. But for some reason, I always had a higher tolerance tolerance if it's a video game. I think part of it's because I watch a lot. I play a lot more games than I watch movies, and you know, there is that kind of fake element to it. But so this trailer, though, it does just have like the first thing that happens is they drag this woman who I thought was Ellie to this area to hang her. She's clearly distraught by this. You see other bodies hanging there. So they start hanging her. Then, like, this girl comes. There's, like, some other woman there. They're like, oh, clip her wings. So this guy, they pin her down. This guy takes a hammer and just breaks her arm with it. Uh, And then, you know, goes to do the other one. Then he gets hit with a bow and arrow. Then at some point, like, the other girl's, like, still like, oh, I'm being hung. I'm dying. And then someone else, like, comes and jabs a hammer through another girl's eye. And it's... Yeah, it's pretty gruesome. Uh, So... it's, It's... it's weird because I don't know if it if I need to criticize it or not. Right. Yeah. It's, that's, that's always bizarre about these things, these post-apocalyptic things, right? Because that's supposed to be well, it's brutal. It is brutal, right? And that's that's kind of the thing here. And I guess yeah. the Last of Us, the original one, was brutal. I can't. I can't really remember. Well, it's okay. So quite dis- disturbing. No, right there. Let, okay. Let's point. Let's like separate two things. I think in context of playing the game, you're going to get to this scene. And I bet yeah, if you're I playing the game it. and your hands on the controller, you will be uh, all of us. Everyone who who actually plays the game will be much more comfortable with that scene. Um, I think you're right. So, and I think that's uh, so. The reason I feel that way is uh, two things: uh, Mortal Kombat Nine and Doom. I saw the trailers for those games, and I was like, "Man, what the fuck are video games? This is stupid. This is it's getting out of hand. This is not for me. Uh, it's just stupid, violent." And then you get your hands on the controller, and you get it. You're like, okay, you know what? No, this is silly, but it's fun and it's over the top, but that's good because if it wasn't over the top, it would just be it. It would be taking itself too seriously, and then that's for those games. Um, that's the context of those games. Last of Us Part Two will have its own context that justifies a lot of this stuff. I bet I'm, I won't be surprised if once we play it, no one's going to really be talking about the brutality, other than maybe to say it's a good way of telling a story. Well, it, it, it's just weird because, like, at this video game press, like you know what you know, the showing, and you're like, oh, Last of Us Two, I'm really excited, and you like have this kind of like like glee fulfilling, like, hoo hoo hoo, yay, right. this game is going to become excited, and then you like watch a girl's arm get broken while she screams of pain. You're like, why? Why am I excited about yeah. this? And again, right. it is just one of those things like, you know, when you're when the game has five hours to build up to that moment with its setting and its character stuff, like it, it's fine, but it is just real jarring to be like, hey guys, what did we want you to know about this game? Well, people's arms are going to get broken, you see? It's right. going to be yeah. a bloody pulp. Yeah, and exactly. Like, uh, and that, that voice you're doing where you're like, oh yeah, we're selling you something. Yeah, that that's where I'm like, okay, so what's going on here? Why, like, if, okay, for us, like, more context. Uh, for me, it was like still like nine, ten in the morning, ten like maybe like close, getting close to eleven when they showed that. Um, uh, and uh, you know, I, I didn't see it live at the time. I watched it a little bit later. But you know, it's like daytime for us, and we're working, and we're in this professional setting. And I think a lot of people were like sitting at their desks watching it, at least in America. And it it, it is very jarring to go from. Oh man, I'm like I'm like I think for a lot of people like oh I'm gonna sneak a peek at this Paris Game Week thing instead of doing work for a little bit. And all of a sudden, like now, now you're not just having like that feeling. You're also on top of that. You're like, oh, this is like super violent. And if someone comes and sees me doing this right now, I'm gonna have to like explain myself. Like, why am I doing yes. this? Like, hey, uh, yeah. The like, thing wh- is, even l- less so than Doom or more comedy time. But we're like the, the justification is that it's kind of goofy, and so like, like you know that's not right. the context for this game. And it might still have a justifiable context. Probably still does. 
but it definitely is weirder, right? It, it, it's much more sincere, I guess, in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. It, it, it's yeah. So when people make the decisions to like sell us video games, what is it? I guess my earlier question, is this a reflection on what they think of us or what they think is the best example of the game? And are any, either of those things? Oh, I don't think it's the latter. I think it's more of a, I mean, you know, I think it's more of a, what is interesting, what can get people talking and you know people are talking about it a lot and if For you sure. go to like a video game thread about it I, you, you, not everybody is oh this is really disturbing a lot of people are like oh no. man that was really intense that's great you know a lot right. of people just i'm not saying there's anything necessarily wrong with that it's no not my kind of thing but you know some people just like the some people do get excited like wow i'm, I'm glad something's going this intense for you right some people there are people and i'm never one of them that are like oh everything's too with uh not wimpy but everything's like not realistic enough or not violent enough like the like the people who would be like oh if entire was real it'd be horrible you know that kind of thing whereas i'm like i, I kind of like that things are more of an indiana jones uh fakey violence thing mm-hmm. but some people really kind of crave the more consequential no this is actually how horrible these things would be or some people just you know like seeing uh things get violence you know why these we've had these horror movies and other violent games be popular for a long time I, I don't I don't think you're wrong there. I remember uh and I think it was The Last of Us One. Um Yeah, that the, had trailer, some kind of criticism. Trailer like D3, the shotgun uh, face. The shotgun, yeah, exactly. Shotgun the face, and the crowd really went wild when that happened. Uh mm-hmm. and I, I remember feeling like, ooh, man, that that it's not just the, the shotgun in the face, but the reaction is making me uncomfortable. Uh, right. but people well, yeah, are reacting and they're very excited. Yeah, and and so maybe they do know their audience, they know who they're selling to, and maybe it is that audience is just like no man, I, I'm I'm playing video games because shit gets real, shit gets raw. Uh, it's gonna get violent, and I like that. Uh, you know, it's just a game. Get over it. Uh, and you're right. There's uh, for them, that's their thing. That's nothing really wrong with that. Uh, it just it just was still jarring because I think for the most part, most people that come to a Naughty Dog game, Last of Us or whatever, whatever it is. I, I don't necessarily think they're coming because like, oh, it's going to be this gritty and raw thing. Um, no, because even Last of Us 1, like when people talk about what they remember about that game, they don't say, I really remember when that, you know, zombie-like thing bit a guy's face off, whatever. They say, I remember that part where the giraffe showed up. It was cool. Right. You know, like those are the things you remember, not like, oh, this game's really dark and violent. Even right. though, you know, the game should be dark and violent if you're doing a post-apocalyptic game. I, I get that. Right. But there are always degrees. There's always uh, context. And again, that that they decided to show us that specifically. You know, there's so many other ways you could do that scene. You could have that, like, be about to uh, break her arm, and then she gets she gets saved after they break one arm, right? Right. So it's like so. There's a there's a there was a thought process. Well, how many arms should be broken before she gets saved? Exactly. Both? Just one? Just one? What kind of let her get off easy? Yeah, Uh, and it's 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 and you're right. It's fucking rough to watch. Uh, yeah, it's, I, it's like especially because it's like they hit him. They hit her like right inside the elbow, uh, like yeah, repeatedly uh, that, till it breaks. And she's you know yeah, and that's it's like, it. a, like a really sensitive part of the body. And I like can really empathize and like seeing it just getting whacked until it starts like the skin starts breaking with like a blunt tool. Yeah, ouch! Fuck that. No, I don't want to be seeing that right now. Um, and it, yeah, I, I just. I don't especially without just having the context like who is this person who are right. these people doing this to right. her what's what am I supposed to be feeling about any of this it is just bizarre to suddenly be like so you're a character you never met before breaking another character's arm what yeah I it's just and it feels like oh it's such an intense moment 
save it for the game then because that intensity i'll feel the intensity when i'm playing the game uh otherwise i think you just want me to feel oh this is violent and that's cool yeah i feel like that i guess because it feels very kind of low brow be like look we just want to show you this because yeah the game's violent okay right that's what it comes across is that as. what and, you needed to sell us on last of us too yeah that this game's i am gonna be violent yeah, I, I, mean, I, I don't guess know maybe, maybe maybe it's just the best thing they had that could introduce those new characters. Maybe, and, I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's a lot more complicated than what we're saying. Maybe the game is in a rough state otherwise, and they're putting things together because games are in a rough state for a long time up until they're getting ready to ship. And this is the scene that was like long enough that they could justify it and they could get it ready in time. And, and that's you know, so I, this is what I, they had to do with. And I was saying before how I wish that they would just make trailers. I think a large reason we don't have trailers as often as we just have kind of scenes of games because they can work on that one scene right they can make they kind of work on that scene like all right everyone for the next few months we're just gonna get this one thing working really well and then you can show people right. that it could be kind of in a, a complete state right so they're, they're like there's a lot of factors here that we maybe we're not considering i just there is a perception that we, i think what we wanted to talk about um yeah and I, it just it does come across as we are selling violence and I don't want to be like the, the person that says that's not okay. It's never okay. Uh, and people that, that like that or want that are gross and wrong and bad. I, it just makes me a little uneasy sometimes. Um, yeah. And, I just, and again, a lot of times we feel uneasy about it. Like with um, a Mortal Kombat X or even last of us one. And later we kind of feel like, Oh, we were overreacting. It, it, you know, yeah. It, it's yeah. Fine. Yeah, totally. And like, uh, I remember the, time, the daily show. There was like a daily show bit where uh, like, I don't know, John Stewart was trying to make some point about like violent TV or something, and like, and he's like, "Oh yeah, well, how, well, how about this?" And like, they cut to a fatality in Mortal Kombat, one of them where they're just like they rip the person in half, like length, like longwise, like from the balls down to their head, uh, and it was yeah, it's like super messed up to see that shit out of context of playing the game, uh, and you know, just kind of doing that to your buddy uh, because oh, that's that's fun and stupid. Uh, it's like oh yeah, no, this is really violent and gross, and that's why people play these games. Um, and yeah, I just, I, if I'm having that perception, I would imagine if someone was at work and, and was watching that and their boss was looking at them over their shoulder and saw them watching that, they would have some explaining to do. And that's yeah. where I'm like, okay, I can extrapolate to the point where I'm like, okay, yeah, what, what, what would I do in that situation? So I'm just like, uh, uncomfortable, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's not the end of the world. It's not the worst thing that's happening. Yeah. Hey, did you think it was interesting that Days Gone was a complete no-show during this event, even when they were just kind of doing a montage of upcoming games for the PlayStation, like showing things like the Horizon expansion. So I Okay, so I had to go, and I, I think I was kind of half-watching the montage at this point, so I didn't notice its absence, but now that you're pointing it out, that is weird. Like, what do we... What do we know about that game? The last time they showed it was at E3. Uh, and they, they, they played a full like level. I think it was even playable. Like, <coughs> excuse me, it was a it's big not, part of E3. It's, it, it's it not unheard of for them to do this. Like where they skip, like yeah. Last of Us Two skipped E3. Uh, yeah, but and, yeah, but there wasn't as much like that. Like it felt like they showed that game pretty early. Right. Like it's the, right. like they haven't I, even I showed us a, a like a gameplay demo of that game. Right. They showed us a game like a full on gameplay demo of Days Gone at the last thing. Like, I don't know what I'm suggesting here. It's not like the game could. I don't know. I mean, I guess it probably isn't in trouble, but I mean, I don't know. Again, it, I think I think what we said earlier is true. Every game's in trouble. Every yeah, game is in I trouble. It, every game's in trouble. Every developer says it's a miracle that any games ship, and I believe them. Uh, it really does feel that way. Uh, so it, all these things that when they happen, you kind of have to be like, okay, maybe there's something here. Maybe there's not. Maybe they'll figure it out. Maybe they won't. Do, do you think there's any conversations with Sony? Saying, man, people don't really seem excited about this Days Gone game. Why are we putting so much money into this? 
Yes. I, I, Sony's got to start asking that, that question here and there every once in a while because they, it feels like we clearly can make hits, right? We're, we're, like, we're producing hit after hit. Horizon, big hit. Uh, God of War feels like it's going to be huge based on the response to that. Last of Us 2, we know people are craving that. We have a lot of games that people seem to be insane for. So why aren't we getting that same level of response for Days Gone? And what can we do? What can we do to change the game or juice it, to dial the knobs here and there to maybe get it to that level? Uh, maybe that's where they're at with it. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's exactly the case because it maybe does seem like a big investment. Boxes in it. Yeah, that could be another thing. Yeah, do that. Just do that. Fuck it. Fuck everything else. Yeah, what the hell? Interesting though. That yeah, I just yeah. thought that was something. Um, I, I want to ask you just, uh, we talked about a little bit Wolfenstein to uh, the way they decided to sell that game. It does feel like they were saying, Hey, we're just, you know, fuck Nazis to the point where like, no, fuck today's Nazis. Fuck Richard Spencer in particular. Was there like, a part where you actually almost began to feel manipulated by that a bit? Like yeah, you're so seeing I, all these people be like, yeah. And they kind of like, yeah, I'd like to know because <coughs> it's, you know, yeah. of reaffirming me. Right, yeah. And so, making uh, it something that should be reaffirmed, it still kind of right. feels like... Well, eh. when, it's mar- when it's coming from a marketing team, I always, I'm always i going to feel that way a little bit. And I was like, man, this is this could be messed up because the game's probably not going to follow through with this shit. It's probably not going to be about today's Nazis. It's just going to be a dumb romp, uh, you know, about killing Nazis in America. Oh, how crazy is that? Um, but after playing the game and seeing that it's way better than that marketing campaign, it's way better than anything else, you know, at taking down today's Nazis, um, you know, and today's white supremacist of all stripes, I'm like, okay, you know what? That campaign, maybe it was manipulating me, but I don't care. They delivered. I mean, all campaigns are manipulative to a degree. That's their job. Right. Yeah. Everything's, everything's trying to manipulate you at all times. So I I would, I would (laughs) have, yeah, for sure. I would have felt like okay they are just trying to play on today's fears uh to sell a game and that's kind of messed up had they not delivered but they did um far cry 5 i was kind of half paying attention to that trailer did were you looking at it completely zoned out on that trailer <laughs> there was something about social features of the game i don't know right so that I mean remember how that's that game, a game was being sold yeah that game was being sold as like oh yeah we're gonna be political aren't we aren't we being so dangerous we're gonna play <laughs> with that fire look at us look at us and now it feels like, hey, it's another Far Cry game. Can you believe it's, that game's coming out in like late February? Is that when it's coming out? I feel like that. Yeah, I feel like that. It's coming out February twenty. I feel like that game should have was like a fall game. Like they're showing so much of it, it seemed kind of ready yeah. to go. I wonder if they just wanted to get out of the way of everything else. Maybe, but it does feel. I mean, I guess like, there was. I feel. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, just don't come out on October twenty seventh, and I bet it would have done okay. I don't know, man. That game. I don't know. I don't Literally know. I mean, free. it's just far, it's cry. far I'm just, cry. I'm so far cried out, and even yeah. like and this doesn't. Right, and, it, and it's and it's not going to deliver on any of the things it's it was teasing early on, where it's like, no. oh, we're about I, like yeah, manipulative like white leader leading a cult and uh, trying to take back America, make America great again. And it's like, no, no, not really. You're just it's just trappings that you're just going to be a new version of that bad guy from Far Cry Three. Yeah, Far Cry 4, absolutely. Yeah. Crazy Absolutely. guy who kills people, right? And it has it's it's kind of charming in a weird way, yeah. Right. Um. So yeah, I, I think that's gonna do it. Um, Mike, I'm gonna start hitting the outro music, and you know it's always good when I tell people what I'm doing out loud. Uh, so why don't we go ahead and tell people where they can find us on the internet and wrap this podcast up? Uh, you I go ahead saying. and start. 
Yeah, I was writing at Games Beats. I'm going to BlizzCon this week, and that starts on Friday, so I'll be covering it live there for the first time. So that'll be exciting. Uh, yeah, I also do the Exploding Barrel podcast with my brother every week. That's at ebpodcast.com. And I am on Twitter at uh, Jeff Grubb, and I'm also on YouTube where you can see some videos every once in a while, youtube.com slash Jeffrey Grubb. Um, didn't do a PUBG family dinner on twitch.tv slash GamesBeat last week because Mario came out. Uh, the fall is getting really busy. It's a really busy time, yeah. so maybe that maybe those family dinners are going to be a lot more frequent, like maybe a once-a-month thing. It feels like November is going to be a lot, uh, a lot slower than October <laughs> was mostly, right? Yeah, we'll see. I, who knows? Sonic Forces, though. Yeah, I mean, that's the big one, man. That's the big yeah. one, baby. That's it, baby. That's it. It's here. Man, I, uh, that demo is out, right? Uh, it's on. I think it's. I, I think it's out on maybe one of the other stores. Uh, like maybe on the Japanese store. I, 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 I have an account for that. Enough. Yeah, <laughs> I want to try it. I haven't tried it yet, so I'm gonna see. Um, maybe maybe I'll get you on Discord and we'll do a video of me playing it. And you okay. tell me how good it is. Sure. Yeah, um, that's, that's what I'll do. Yeah. All right. So I think that's gonna do it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. We'll be back next week, uh, probably to talk more about Mario. Uh, and until then, have a good one. See you then. <laughs>